Cover Zero podcast, the show where I cover the least in the best way possible. I'm your host, Jason Wells, and today I will be finally finishing my divisional breakdowns with the NFC East and the AFC East. I finally get to talk about my Dolphins. Thank God. Uh, But before that, uh, let's start off with a few news and notes. So the biggest news from last week was the NFL finally gave... Deshaun Watson, his 11-game suspension. Not really surprised. I said last week on the pod I expected it to be anywhere between 10 and 12 games. Uh, Still super, uh, super disappointing as an NFL fan that he is only getting 11 games. I expect nothing less from the NFL and, uh, and Roger Goodell. They've shown they've always been lenient on star players and yeah not really shocked by it and of course 11 games make it so his first game back is against the Texans it's obviously a little suspect in that it's yeah I I don't honestly I don't like talking about it I'm pissed that Deshaun is still allowed to play football if we're being honest he showed no remorse over this entire process so far so Fuck Deshaun Watson. Fuck the Browns. Uh, yeah, moving on. Uh, Packers got some good news. Packers left tackle David Bakhtiari is off the pup list. Pup list. So he's looking to be back for week one, hopefully. Uh, huge news for, for the Packers as he's their best offensive lineman. He's their left tackle. Uh, yeah, expecting big things for the Packers O-line this year. And last but not least, the Chargers made Derwin James the highest paid safety in the NFL. Well, well deserved for Derwin. When he's healthy, he's shown he is the best safety in the NFL. He can be all over the field. He can cover wide receivers. He can cover the best tight ends. He can blitz. He can do it all. So huge for the Chargers to lock him up and huge for Derwin to be the highest paid safety in the NFL. Now that we're done with the news and notes, let's start with the divisional breakdowns. I'm going to start with the NFC again, just so I can save my Dolphins for very last. Uh, So, yep, I guess let's get to it, and let's start with the New York Giants. So the notable additions for the Giants, they didn't really do a whole lot this offseason. They fired their coaching staff, and they brought in Brian Dable as the new head coach. That's the big addition for them. Uh... The notable losses, they lost Evan Ingram, they lost James Bradbury, and they lost Jabril Peppers. Uh, So yeah, the Giants not really expecting too, too much from them this year. They did have a good draft. I really like the additions of Kayvon Thibodeau and also Evan Neal. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau was my number one player in the draft. And again, if you listen to the very first episode, I expect him to be the defensive rookie of the year this year. Uh, With Evan Neal, he's going to play right tackle for them. They already drafted Andrew Thomas. That gives them two very good young tackles to build around. And with those young tackles to build around, this might be the best offense that Daniel Jones has had to play in. The offensive line's looking pretty good, which has been a weak point for the Giants over the last few years. Uh, They have Saquon back healthy, hopefully. 
I'm really hoping that Saquon's back. He is so fun to watch. Uh, the wide receivers leave a little something to be desired, but I mean, they're paying Kenny Galladay a shit ton of money. Hopefully he lives up to at least some of that. Sterling Shepard, very solid. Kadarius Tony flashed a ton last year. Uh, they still have Darius Slayton, who was really good his rookie year and took a step back last year. And another player who they drafted, Wandale Robinson, who has been showing out in camp apparently. So they have at least some options for for Daniel Jones to throw to this year and Brian Dable being an offensive head coach. Hopefully he can figure something out to make the offense at least look somewhat serviceable. Uh, the defense is a little suspect. As I mentioned, they drafted Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, and on that defensive line, they got Leonard Williams too, who's pretty damn good. They drafted Aziz Ojolari last year. So hopefully he takes a step in his development. Uh, they have Xavier McKinney. They have Adore Jackson. The defense has, nah, it's, it is what it is. They need Kayvon Thibodeau to be an immediate impact player for the defense to make a splash whatsoever. I think he is going to make that impact. But again, the defense leaving a lot to be desired. My expectations for the Giants, though, not a whole heck of a lot. I think that they'll be better, at least offensively, than they've been in the last few years. But I don't have a lot of faith in them. They'll still be picking in the top 10 next year, probably for a new quarterback. And hey, at least the team's built somewhat well for that new quarterback to come in. But yep, Giants are going to be picking in the top 10 next year. Next up, we'll talk about the former Washington football team and now the Washington Commanders. Uh, the notable additions for the Commanders this year, that's just weird to say. Uh, so the Commanders got Carson Wentz and Andrew Norwell, and the notable losses, they lost Brandon Sheriff. Uh, they have a lot of holes in this roster, if we're really being honest. That offensive line is not very good. They're... Hoping that Andrew Norwell patches the hole that Brandon Scherf left. And Brandon Scherf is a very, very good guard. Andrew Norwell has been trending down the last few years. He is leaving the Jags. So maybe in, with a new start in Washington, he can come back up to form. Uh, but other than that, they have Charles Leno, Leno Jr. at left tackle. Andrew Norwell's at left guard. Chase Roulier at center. Trey Turner at right guard. And Sam Cosme at right tackle. Uh, they're hoping Cosme can keep keep developing. Trey Turner has been on the back side of his career now for the last few years. Charles Leno, Chase Roulier, eh. That offensive line is not very good. Uh, the weapons Carson Wentz has around him, though, pretty damn good. Uh, Scary Terry, top 10 receiver in the league. Curtis Samuel was hurt last year, but he has a lot of upside anyways. And they drafted Jahan Dotson, who, yeah, a lot of potential. Looks really good in camp so far. But yeah, those are ve three very good wide receivers to have on your team. The commander's defensive line might be the best defensive line in football. It's scary good. They need Chase Young to hit his ceiling for it to be the best. But I think he can. I Yeah, Chase Young is still a hell of a fucking player. Uh, and with Chase Young, they have Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, and also Montez Sweat. That's really fucking good. The rest of the defense, eh. Uh, Kendall Fuller and 
William Jackson third at corner. That's pretty good. They're safeties, though. Cameron Curl and Bobby McCain, ugh, that is bad. Uh, the linebackers, uh, they need Jamin Davis to step up a lot because David Mayo and Cole Holcomb, eh. The commander's roster has good pieces on it. It's just not there yet. And I don't think Carson Wentz is the team to put them over the hump in any aspect. So, yeah, I think the commanders are going to be decent, but they're not a playoff team. They're not even close to a playoff team. So, yeah, they're going to be on the outside looking in this year. Now, let's head down to Texas and talk about America's team. Put that in air quotes. Um, the Dallas Cowboys. So the notable additions for the Cowboys this offseason, nothing. Uh, the notable losses, however, they lost Amari Cooper, Connor Williams, Lyle Collins, and Randy Gregory. They lost four very good starters on that Cowboys team. They didn't really replace them with anything. It's, yeah, it's not looking good for the Cowboys, honestly. Uh... I think that Mike McCarthy is going to be gone after this year. I think he barely hung on last year. I think that probably one of... I was going to say one of Kellen Moore or Dan Quinn will take his job. But honestly, I think Sean Payton's going to take that job next year. It's been the strength for the Cowboys the last few years has been that offense. And I don't see it this year with that offense. Obviously, they still have Zeke, uh, Tony Pollard. They got C.D. Lamb still. Dak is obviously still the quarterback. But... That offensive lineman, which has been the strength of this team, is now kind of a question mark. Tyron Smith, he's getting up there in age. He's been hurt the last few years, and they don't really have a backup for him yet. Uh, they lost Connor Williams, who, say what you want, Cowboys fans, but he's an above-average guard in this league, and you will miss him. And they also lost the right tackle, Lyle Collins. It's... It's tough. They still have Zach Martin, obviously. They still have... Uh, oh, what's his name? Tyler... Tyler Beadish? I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I'm sorry, but... Like, the offensive line will still be good, but I don't think it's going to be a huge strength of what it's been in the past. Uh, and that's the other thing. They got C.D. Lamb at wide receiver. Their wide receiver, too, I had in my notes because I hadn't updated it yet, was James Washington. James Washington, obviously, out for the season. And now it's rookie Jalen Tolbert. Uh, this is obviously until Michael Gallup gets back. But that offense is going to be still good. It'll still be probably above league average. But it's not going to be the strength that it's been. The strength of this team now is the defense. Micah Parsons emerged on the scene. And holy fuck was he good last year. Michael Parsons is already one of the top five defensive players in this league. Uh, I don't know how people oversaw... I mean, I guess he's a weirdo, but we won't really get into that. But yeah, the strength of this Cowboys team is going to be the defense. I think they're going to take a step forward. I don't think the Cowboys defense is elite, though. I think they're going to be good. Will they be... I think they'll be in that eight to 14 range for best defenses in the league, probably. Maybe that's a little too low. I don't know. But obviously, I'm not very high on the Cowboys this year. I still think they're a good team, but they're going to be fighting for a playoff spot. I don't think they're the they're going to win this division, and 
I honestly don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year. I have the Cowboys on the outside looking in. And last but not least, let's head to the city of brotherly love and talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, the notable additions for the Eagles this offseason, they traded for A.J. Brown, which was the huge move for them. And then they signed Zach Paschal, Hassan Reddick, and James Bradbury. Uh, the notable losses for them, they lost Brandon Brooks. Uh, so yeah, let's talk about A.J. Brown going... I don't know why the Titans traded A.J. Brown. Yeah, they got a first-round pick, but they used that first-round pick to just replace A.J. Brown with a guy who could be A.J. Brown. So, But I'm not talking about the Titans. I'm talking about the Eagles. A.J. Brown is someone that this Eagles team needed. They needed that guy who can catch the ball and he's going to make shit happen after he has the ball in his hands. He's going to get all of those yak yards. And now he's paired up with Devonta Smith. Devonta Smith, I think, is going to have a big sophomore year for them. Uh, he will be getting open consistently downfield. Uh, and even then, they have Zach Paschal, who Zach Paschal, over the last couple years for the Colts, was their wide receiver number two, if we're being honest. He took over T.Y. Hilton's role because T.Y. Hilton's been injured the last few years. Now, they did lose Brandon Brooks on that offensive line, but I honestly think that that offensive line is the best offensive line in football still. It is scary good when you have Jordan Maialata, you have Landon Dickerson, still have Jason Kelsey, uh, you have Lane Johnson at the other right tackle, and I know they dra- Cam Jurgens has been looking unreal in preseason so far. I don't know if he's going to take that other guard spot while Jason Kelsey is still the team's center, but... Either way, this Eagles offensive line is really good. I think this offense is ready to go. It'll go as far as Jalen Hurts goes. I've been calling the Eagles the Dolphins of the NFC, where I think this team is locked and loaded. But again, it all depends on the QB play. I think Jalen Hurts is a dynamic runner. I don't know if he's there as a passer yet, though. Hopefully... He shows out this year, and the Eagles do. But even if he doesn't, I think the Eagles are still going to win this div- this division. That defense also, I haven't even talked about the defense. That defense, holy shit, is it good. That They drafted Jordan Davis now to play alongside Fletcher Cox. They still have Brandon Graham, who's there. Uh, they drafted N'Kobe Dean as well. And again, someone who fell in the draft, who probably shouldn't have, who people overlooked, and... He's going to be a starter from them from day one. The defense is going to be good too. Yeah, and again, they signed James Bradbury. So as I've been saying, I think the Eagles are locked and ready to go. I think they'll go as far as Jalen Hurts takes them. And in my opinion, that's going to be to a division title this year. Now, finally, I get to talk about the AFC East. And let's start with the lowly New York Jets. So the notable additions for the Jets this offseason, Tyler Conklin, CJ Uzama, Lakin Tomlinson, DJ Reed, and Jordan Whitehead. Uh, the notable losses for them, uh, Jamison Crowder and also Marcus May. So those additions were, they got two average above average tight ends, a new starting guard, a new number, I'll say number two corner, uh, and Jordan Whitehead to play safety for them. Those are all guys who are going to start for them. Good for the Jets. Uh, they lost Jamison Crowder, who at this point right now, he's on the uh, the back end of his career. And they lost Marcus May, which 
is a notable loss, but again, they replaced with Jordan Whitehead, who Jordan Whitehead's not as good, but still, it's fine. Uh, yeah, let's talk about this Jets team. I really like the roster. They they have a good offensive line now. They lost Beckton for the year again. That hurts them a lot. They did get Dwayne Brown in free agency. So now the offensive line's looking like Dwayne Brown at left tackle, Elijah Vera Tucker at left guard, Connor McGovern at center, Lakin Tomlinson at the other guard spot, and George Fant at right tackle. That's still a very good offensive line. Might be the best offensive line in the division, if we're being honest. Outside of the offensive line, they drafted Garrett Wilson, who really liked him out of the draft. Uh, And they also drafted Brees Hall, who was my number one running back, to play alongside Michael Carter, who flashed last year. And they also still have Corey Davis and... Oh, who is? Oh, uh, and they drafted Elijah Moore last year too, who also flashed last year. This Jets offense has players and playmakers on it, and I just talked about their draft. They drafted really well on the defensive side of the ball too. They drafted Jermaine Johnson and they drafted Sauce Gardner, who I he was my number one corner. I loved him. I think he's going to be great. I know I'm a Dolphins fan and I'm like, oh, I'm really hyping up the Jets right now. The Jets have a good roster. I think the Jets roster might be better than the Patriots roster. Now I'm talking super highly of the Jets, but if you listen to my hot takes, you know I think there's a very good chance that the Jets do start 0-10 this year. And the whole reason I think that is because of their QB. I think Zach Wilson fucking stinks. I think, I mean, I'm calling him Mormon Manziel. He's not good. And I know it's preseason, but in his two series in preseason, he threw a god-awful pick where he just stared down his wide receiver and the linebacker just, oh, okay, I'm going to go grab that. Thank you very much. And then the next series, it was third and long and he decides to scramble, whatever, fine. He's not even close to the sticks. And instead of just sliding or running out of bounds, he decides to, oh, I'm going to juke the defender. And then he hurts himself. It's I have no faith in Zach Wilson, and he's the only reason why this team is being held back. I won't lie, when I saw Zach Wilson go down, I felt bad for Zach Wilson, because obviously you want him to get that shot, but I was worried that, oh god, this is going to be the perfect landing spot for Jimmy G. And again, I think Jimmy G isn't that good of a quarterback, but he's miles better than Zach Wilson. I think the Jets with Jimmy G on them is a lot harder of a team to play against because I'm not worried about this Jets team with Zach Wilson at all. So yeah, my overall expectations for the Jets, they will be uh, picking in the top 10 again as they do always. And hopefully next year they get a new quarterback so we can have a competitive division. Okay. So next we're going to talk about a team that has been, I don't know, a black cloud in my life ever since I've started watching football or at least watching it seriously, the New England Patriots. Um, I'm going to try to be as unbiased as I can, or at least say nice things for at least the first half of this, and then then we'll go from there. Okay, so the notable additions for the Patriots this offseason, Devontae Parker, Malcolm Butler, Jabril Peppers, Terrence Mitchell. Yep, Notable. Uh, The notable losses for them, J.C. Jackson, Kyle Van Noy, Donta Hightower, Shaq Mason, Ted Karras, and they lost Josh McDaniels. 
<sighs> okay, let's try to say something good about the Patriots first. Um, I like Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones is a good quarterback. I think... Okay, no, I gotta talk nice. <laughs> I think that... He's good. I think the team isn't putting him in the best possible position to succeed right now. God, see, it's hard to talk bad. I immediately go into, okay, what else can I say nice? Uh, The Patriots, they have a good offensive line still. They always do. They did lose Shaq Mason. They drafted Cole Strange as the replacement. Hopefully Cole Strange is that guy, even though it was a reach in the draft. I don't think anyone can disagree on that. Uh, the running backs, they got Damian Harrison, they got Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, they're both, again, they, I wouldn't put them in the, like, the top back range, but they're very good. They're very good NFL backs, but again, the Patriots replaced their running backs in two to three years anyway, so Damian Harris is probably on the outs. Ramondre Stevenson's going to be the guy this year, and the next year it's going to be Pierre Strong, and Ramondre Stevenson's going to be out. Um... Let's talk something good about the defense. Fuck, this is hard. Um, Matt Judon's your best player on defense. Congrats. You still have Devin McCourty. Uh, Christian Barmore, who I actually do really like. Um, I'm excited to see what he can do. I really like Kyle Duggar. Uh, and I think him in that Bilicek system, I think he can be a weapon for them on defense. Holy shit, that's the nicest thing I've said about the Patriots in a while. Okay, now, because I can't stand it any longer, let's actually get into it. This team is the most mid-team ever that's being talked about as a playoff team. I don't get it. You have Mac Jones, who, again, I like Mac Jones. I think he's good. I'll say right now, I think his ceiling is Kirk Cousins. But I think that him and Tua right now at least have that similar floor ceiling type of potential. I think Mac Jones is just in a worse situation offensively now. Uh, Yeah, the offensive line, good. They got good running backs, but the Patriots are spending the most amount of money on wide receivers or at least on like offensive. I think that's including tight ends too. So like wide receivers, tight ends are spending the most in the league right now. Devontae Parker's their best receiver. He wasn't even, like, he would have been wide receiver four on the Dolphins this year. Like, Devontae Parker, Jacoby Myers, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne. They drafted Tyquan Thornton, who he's hurt right now. Hopefully he comes back because he's a burner. But, again, it's a lot of potential, not a lot of, yeah, we just don't know what he is yet. But, yeah, those aren't the wide receiver. Yeah. The Patriots just have a bunch of wide receiver twos and threes on their team. Hunter Henry at tight end, that's fine. He's, again, he's a good tight end. He's nothing special. They have Jonu Smith, who they didn't use at all last year. And I like Jonu Smith a lot, so hopefully they mesh him into the offense. But yeah, like the offense is going to be fine this year. It won't be bad by any means, but it's just going to be average. I don't, I don't see it. And the whole strength of this Patriots team has been the defense and... They lost their best player on the defense and replaced him with Malcolm Butler. And some Pats fans, yeah, I'm talking to you, Chew, think that's fine. No, it's not fine. J.C. Jackson's a top five corner in the league, and you think Malcolm Butler is a good replacement. Not even close. Um, 
Yeah, like you have Matt Judon as your best defensive player. Matt Judon's good. Matt Judon's not something where defensive or offensive coordinators are looking at the Patriots defense and they're worried about, oh, how are we going to scheme around Matt Judon? Again, the Patriots, Bill Belichick, you have to trust him and you can't, you can't count the Patriots out until you actually see it. So... As much as I'm doubting the Patriots, Bill Belichick can pull something out of his ass like he always does. You never know. But they lost Josh McDaniels, who has been the offensive coordinator there for a decade plus now, and replace them with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, who have no offensive experience whatsoever. I don't know what the Patriots are doing. I don't see any way where the Patriots are... A playoff team, I think they have the 10th or 11th best roster in the AFC right now. And yeah, if you can't tell, I don't think they're making the playoffs. I think they're going to be on the outside looking in. Sorry to say. Actually, no. Fuck the Patriots. Yeah, they're going to be on the outside looking in. And I can't wait for week one where we kick the fucking shit out of them. Oh, Okay, I actually had to calm down a little bit because I did get heated at the end of that uh, Pats breakdown. But... Let's talk about a team that I actually quite like in the division, uh, the Buffalo Bills. So the notable additions for the Bills this offseason, Vaughn Miller, Jamison Crowder, Roger Saffold, and O.J. Howard. Uh, The notable losses for the Bills, Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders, Jerry Hughes, Levi Wallace, Harrison Phillips, and they lost Brian Dable as their offensive coordinator. So obviously the big addition, they got Vaughn Miller, who... Von Miller proved he can still play at a super high level uh, during that Super Bowl run with the Rams. And this Bills defensive line, it is young. I mean, outside of Von Miller, but it is good. So you got Von Miller manning one edge. He's Von Miller. We're all good. Ed Oliver on the inside. They drafted Greg Russo last year. Uh, AJ Epinesa. They got players. They got good young players. Uh, I don't really, I can't get into their defensive line rotation too much. But again, I know it's solid outside of Ed Oliver. Uh, The big question mark on the defense, though, is that number two corner position. Uh, They drafted Kair Elam. And I think he got banged up in a preseason game or in practice during training camp. Hopefully he's okay, but... That is the question on that defense, because outside of that, you got two All-Pros at safety, Trey White, top five corner in the league, Matt Milano, uh, Tremaine Edmonds at linebacker. Defense is very, very good. Now, let's talk about this offense. Uh, Josh Allen, top three quarterback in football. He is elite. He showed it last year. Stephon Diggs, Stephon Diggs really fucking good. Uh, The offensive line is solid for sure. Uh, They got Roger Saffold, who, according to his former teammate Taylor Lewan, is a killer in the run game, which I think that's quite good for the Bills because they also drafted James Cook, who I think by the end of this season is going to be that number one running back for the Bills. They still have Devin Singletary, Zach Moss. They signed Duke Johnson, but I think by the end of the season, James Cook is going to be that number one running back for them, and it's going to open up this offense a ton. Because we already know Josh Allen can make every throw on the football field. Diggs is going to be open. Gabe Davis is going to be that number two for them this year. Uh, And people are like, oh no, they uh, they lost Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley wasn't very good last year. 
Uh, Isaiah McKenzie was better. Emmanuel Sanders was better. Uh, and yeah, Isaiah McKenzie is going to be that number three receiver for them. And when he played in his spurts last year, he looked really good. So obviously the Bills wide receiver is a bit of a projection outside of Diggs, but I see, I mean, obviously, like I see it with them this year. They've both proven that they can be very good players in this offense. And then at tight end, they have Dawson Knox, who, again, very good tight end, very solid. He's in that Hunter Henry, Mike Gusecki level of tight end, in my opinion. Uh, Yeah, the Bills are just fucking good. There's not much you can really say about them. It's, it's hard to find. Again, the one bad thing I can truly say is they don't have a number one corner. They're relying on Elam to be that guy right out of the gate. I don't know if it'll work for them, but the Bills are going to be fine. I think the Bills are the best team in football. I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. They're my Super Bowl team this year. That might hurt a lot of other Dolphins fans to hear me say that, but it's the truth. I'm going to say it. the Bills, best team in football. Bills, my Super Bowl pick. But last, and certainly not least, the Miami Dolphins. Whew. So the Miami Dolphins had quite the offseason this year. I think they're the most revamped team in football by a mile. And yeah, I guess let's just get into the additions. So the Miami Dolphins added Tyree Kill, Teron Armstead, Connor Williams, Raheem Mostert, Chase Edmonds, Cedric Wilson, Alec Ingold, Sony Michelle. Teddy Bridgewater, Melvin Ingram, and they got an entirely new offensive coaching staff. Thank God. Uh, And the only notable loss for them, Devontae Parker. So yeah, let's start talking about this offense. So finally, we got rid of Brian Flores. We hired Mike McDaniel. We hired an entire new offensive coaching staff. And finally, we have people on that offensive coaching staff who know what the fuck that they're doing. Because, God, the last two years has been abysmal to watch that offense play football. And with an entire new staff, we have an offense that we can actually do something with now. Instead of Miles Gaskin and Duke Johnson and Salvin Ahmed, we have Raheem Mostert, one of the fastest running backs in football. Chase Edmonds, who's been averaging five yards per carry uh, in his career in Arizona. And Sony Michelle, who... He's been up and down in his career, but he finished strong for the Rams last year and won a Super Bowl with them. So we have running backs now. We haven't had that in forever. Fuck, we tried running an RPO offense last year and we couldn't even run the fucking football. What were we doing? And offensive line, that was the biggest question mark. Teron Armstead, one of the better left tackles in football right now. We have him. We signed Connor Williams to play center for us, which has been a bit of an experiment so far. We might move him back to guard, but... Either way, the offensive line has been improved, and hopefully with some coaching, uh, we can get Austin Jackson to at least be looking like a servable starter. Same thing with Liam Eikenberg. But let's talk about the weapons that Tua is throwing to. Last year, he went from Jalen Waddell and Mike Gusecki as the only two serviceable players to throw to. I'll include Devontae Parker in that too. As much as he's been hurt for them, he was still a good player for the Dolphins, and I don't want to shit on him. Uh... He can't separate, but one of the better jump ball jump ball receivers in this league for sure. But yeah, now we have an offense with Tyreek Hill. Again, Tyreek Hill, fastest player in football. And now he's matched up with Jalen Waddell on the other side, who's also one of the fastest players in football. 
Oh, I can't wait to see what this offense looks looks like. It's going to be like we have weapons. We have the offensive line should be average to good. Uh, we have running backs. We have a stable of running backs. It all depends on Tua. Now, obviously, I'm a Dolphins fan. I believe in Tua. I think that he can still be that player that he was from Bama before the injury. I'm hoping that he's finally back to his pre-injury form. I'm hoping with an actual properly schemed offense with weapons and a run game and an offensive line that he can show out this year. I'm really hoping. And yeah, let's talk about the defense. The defense remained completely unchanged, which our defense, I think, was 16th in the league last year. But our first eight games were they were terrible and our last... Eight, they were one of the better defenses in football. I think a big reason for that was they started playing the young guys more, started playing Javon Holland, started playing Brandon Jones, started playing Jalen Phillips. I think those three are going to have huge jumps, especially Holland and Phillips. I think they're going to be the stalwarts on this defense by the end of the year. Uh, I think, yeah, the the defense should stay the same, in my opinion. I don't think them taking a step back just because Brian Flores is was there. We still retained a lot of that same defensive staff and our defensive coordinator from last year. I think the Dolphins have one of the best rosters in the league. I think a lot of people will shit on the Dolphins just because of who our quarterback is. But when you break down the numbers, there's not a big difference per game stat-wise between Tua, Mac Jones, Jimmy G, all those game manager type guys. So if Tua is a game manager... That should still make us good enough to be a playoff team this year. And if he hits the level where I see him hitting, of course we're making the playoffs with this team. With, with this team. So yeah, those are my expectations for the Dolphins. We're going to be a playoff team this year. We won't win the division. That's going to go to the Bills. But this is the year. The Dolphins, we've finally turned the corner. So for those of you not keeping track at home, here's how I have my playoffs. I'll start in the AFC. So I got the Bills, the Ravens, the Broncos, uh, the Colts as the four division winners, and then the three wild cards. I have the Chargers, the Chiefs, and of course, the Dolphins. For the NFC, I have the Bucks, the Packers, the Niners, the Eagles, and the wild card teams being the Saints, the Vikings, and the Rams. I'll post a full graphic on my Twitter and Instagram to give you a better view of what I think is going to happen. Well, that'll do it for another episode of the Cover Zero podcast. Uh, If you've been following along on Instagram or Twitter, I've been sending out uh, a tier list of the teams and where I see them fit. So that'll be finalized. I'll be changing it week to week based on how teams are doing. Uh, I just can't wait for week one to actually get here. I'm so excited. It'll be, uh, football is so close. It is so close right now. So next week's episode, I'm going to have my first guests on and I task them on listening to all the previous episodes, which they should have been doing anyways. And they're just going to basically tell me why I'm wrong. So... As much as I'm always right, in my opinion, because of course I am, it's been weird talking to a camera and just saying whatever my opinions are and being completely unchecked the entire time. So 
I'm going to have two buddies come on and ju they're just going to tell me what I'm wrong about or why they think I'm wrong on certain things. And I think we'll also get into some fantasy football stuff. I think we'll talk about uh, some sleepers we have because my drafts with them are going to be done by then. So we can actually openly talk about it now. That's honestly one of the worst things about fantasy football is the lead up to it. Because all your friends that you normally talk about football with, you can't talk to them about who you really like in fantasy because obviously they'll try to target them or steal them away from you. But okay, yeah, that'll do it. As always, if you didn't, like what I said, please let me know. I'd love to get some feedback because, again, I have remained unchecked for the last five episodes. And honestly, I feel like I can't be wrong right now, which obviously I'm going to look back on these and be like, why the hell? Why the hell did I think that? But until that point, uh, please like, share, subscribe, all those fun things. And until next time, peace. Peace.